Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. I was just reading that the average person, when asked about their funeral, would rather be buried in an Amazon box than an expensive casket. Wow. Interesting. Now, you know, uh, you hear people say this all the time, that they don't want their family to go into debt paying for their funeral. And right. that, part, that is really one of the reasons why you should pre-plan all this stuff. Uh, certainly, I know this now uh, going through it recently with my father. He had pre-planned, and it really does save so much grief. And they say the average funeral cost, and I think this is even low, between five to $10,000. Now, look. We buried my dad in the most simplest of terms. Actually, he was cremated, not buried. And mm. there was no visitation. There was no service. There was no uh, minister. There was nothing. He was in a bed, in a room, in a funeral home. And we sat around him for a half an hour, and that was it. And that cost $5,000. Wow. Yeah. And I know through with family members, uh, I think it's cost closer to twenty. For a, just a regular everyday couple of days viewing, yeah, uh, a service for what would be the standard, or you yeah. think is the norm? Yeah, that's right. So I think anywhere between five to ten—that's that's on the low side. Uh, so many people say they want their funeral to be as cheap as possible, and even an expensive casket isn't necessary. Of course, I believe it does cost. It would make sense that it costs a lot more to be in a casket and in a ground or in the mausoleum than it would be just to be cremated. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, I remember my dad used to always joke, just put me in a garbage bag and throw me out the weekly <laughs> trash. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, especially if, you know, your family still has a lot of living to do. I mean, if you if you go out in your 60s or 70s, you know, your, your wife uh, could carry on or your husband could carry on for another 20, 25 years or so. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put them into the hole to the tune of 20 grand. They're going to want to jump in that hole with you. <laughs> but then people, if there isn't funeral arrangements, people feel guilt, right? And so they, they want to give you a good send-off if it hasn't been pre-planned. Yes. Yeah, You well, if you haven't at least had the conversation or or done some sort of talking, thinking about it, then mm. you leave, you, you can either leave them in a great amount of debt if you haven't planned and started to pay for it, mm-hmm. uh, or you could leave them in a real... You say kind of dilemma mm-hmm. you know, mentally is how to pay tribute or how would you like things done? Where would you like to be is your final resting place? Yeah. I us joke with Maria that uh, the day will come that my funeral will cost five or six grand, just the bare minimum, and hers will be fifty five to $60,000 because <laughs> the Pope will have to be flowing in. <laughs> I was thinking about this as you do when you when you lose someone. You start thinking about oh, we and Marie and I have had this conversation. We really should go and get this funeral, you know, arrangements underway. And I kind of thought to myself, you know, I'll probably be cremated like both of my parents were. I'm I'm fine with that, and that's a cheaper way to go. I certainly don't want any service. I don't need a minister or a priest because I don't believe in any of that. But if we did anything, I think I would want just like. Friends and people who knew me and coworkers to get up and and basically roast me. Oh, you know, oh, that'd, I, I, be, you know, that'd be a long service. Other <laughs> people would pass away in that time. I could do at least an hour. Yeah, <laughs> I saw um, one of the guys from Monty Python. There was a YouTube thing. Uh, one of the guys who passed away, and all of his cast or cast mates 
from the Monty Python troupe got up and, and basically did that. Now, right. these are professional comedians, of course, right. they can do that. But even just to have people get up and speak of you, I guess that's something you do at a celebration of life as well. But just to give it some lightheartedness, mm-hmm. you know, I, especially if I, I'm lucky enough to live a long life. Like I recently went to a funeral for a woman who was like 104. Right. There's no grief there. Yeah. There's no, she wanted out. Yes. She had told everybody for a long time. That's where you celebrate the life. Yes, you have to. There's no sadness there. She raised her kids. She had multiple grandchildren. Well, if you stick to this plan and you go a little earlier than you expect, <laughs> just let your mother-in-law know that this is your plan yeah. and what you wanted to happen oh, before yeah. I started to get up there roasting the hell out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and she starts waving a cross oh, at me. Oh, my, 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 my. <laughs> yeah. Well, even it was funny having the conversation with, with her about my dad's and mom's wishes so we were driving back from windsor and she was on the phone and she goes so uh, where are you going to bury your dad's ashes and i said well we're not burying them i think we're going to spread them somewhere and she she accepted but kept going back to well most people bury them right i go well no not really right i think when most people are cremated either they people keep them or they spread them at a cottage or over a lake or, you know, that type of thing. There there are a couple of sides to this, and we've gone through this in my family as well, where, where some people wish that they want for themselves nothing, no, no pomp, no circumstance, right. and just, you know, yeah, sprinkle me somewhere um, or, you know, do whatever the hell you want with me. I right. could care less. Right. I'm gone. Yeah. Uh, um, but then there's also the side of a family that's left behind that, that really doesn't know what to do mm-hmm. um, or th- that feels that loss and still wants to have a connection to them. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes having a spot to go to, whether it's a cemetery or uh, some sort of memorial, whatever it may be, you see every now and then you go to a golf course and you see someone's name yeah. on a bench or a stone yeah. or something. Um, without that kind of marker... They're, they don't have that attachment. And for some, that can really cause a lot of grief mm-hmm. the, to continue. Uh, and they can't get through that grief mm-hmm. because they don't have a place to just go and say, well, that's where they are. That's where they're resting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, uh, we all grieve in different ways. And the, really, the only thing that solves it is time. Right. You know, I mean, you never forget, but you find a new way, especially if you lose someone really young. Like, you know... Uh, the lovely Maria will say she lost her dad very young. And, of course, you, you never forget. You just find it's a, just a different way of living. You mm-hmm. know, you just, it is what it is. And you, uh, you, you, your life carries on. She ended up having children and we got married and all that. So her life continues to be a nightmare. Someone decided to uh, ask the Internet, what's the hardest pill to swallow in life? Now, we're not talking multivitamins here. <laughs> we're talking, you know. Those moments in life that are hard to take. Right, gotcha. Life lessons, I guess, we learn as we roll through our existence here. Uh, One of the highlights includes, sometimes things just change. It's nobody's fault, but they change. Yeah, and everything does. Nothing ever stays. Nobody is obligated to be in your life. Some relationships or friendships are meant to be temporary. Appreciate Appreciate the memories. Let it go and move on. Mm, okay. I do believe I do believe people do come in and out of our lives to serve some sort of purpose. And when that purpose is done, they they move along. We they, use them or they use us. Yeah. Yeah. Do we? Uh, yeah. And for whatever reason that that uh, that happens. I, I've always found it kind of interesting why we're, you know, when it comes to friendships, we have over a lifetime. You think of how many people you've known 
and had some sort of relationship with. Some have stuck around. Some are still a part of your life. Others, they're there for a brief moment and gone. Right. You know, uh, having moved around a little bit, you, you make relationships there. And some of those people I still speak to occasionally. Mm-hmm. Others, nothing. But sometimes it's very intense, too, for a while. Like, you're, right. you know, really tight for a while. Maybe there's somebody that you you golfed with when you were a teenager or something you golfed a lot with. And then for whatever reason, they're gone. And Yeah. Bad people win frequently. Yeah. <laughs> you learn that in life. A lot of times the wrong people win as well. Right, yeah. Yeah, and you can sit, like we do on the roads, right? You're yeah. like, where's the cop? And and we wait for karma in the same kind of way yeah. when we see that. We're like, okay. Yeah. We know, we just hope at some point it's going to catch up to them. But they're winning for a very long time without that happening, it seems. Saw a, uh, a, a cop pull over a guy uh, yesterday as I was driving home. Now, by the time I got to them, he, the cop was already at the driver's side of the car, and he had a smile on his face. They were having a little joke. And a guy, the guy who was driving the car looked very old, and it wasn't the greatest car in the world. And I just thought, exactly that. You can't go get the guy on the 407 doing a buck 80 in his dad's <laughs> Beamer. You got to pull over this poor little guy. Anyhow. Uh, people will take advantage of your hard work. These are uh, hardest pills to swallow in life. People will take advantage of your hard work, and some people get to where they are because of nepotism. Right. And uh, although I read a thing recently about nepotism, as much as, and you see it like in celebrities, certainly like uh, uh, Jaden Smith is a great example gotcha. of that. Willow. Yeah. Uh, or, or the, although the, the Hanks family, Tom Hanks, gets very defensive about nepotism. He's like, listen, acting is a family business. You know, it's like if your father started a plumbing business and got you into plumbing and your right. uncle into plumbing. He goes, yeah, my kids are into acting because, but they have to keep, they have to audition for their own gigs and get their own gigs. And yeah, I get all of that. But it doesn't hurt that their last name is Hanks. Right. <laughs> there, there are some benefits to it. Yeah, it opens some well, doors. it doesn't work that much for Chet. No. Colin, yes. <laughs> yeah. But I bet even Chet Hanks, some doors have opened. Yes. You know, for, for him. For his rap career. That's right, yeah. Um, and, and I think that most of us, when asked if we could do something for our kids or a family member, get them in. If, if my one of my sons had wanted to get into radio, first I would have said, <laughs> don't. But if they really kind of wanted to pursue it, I, I'm sure, like anybody else, I'd have tried to pull some strings for them to, yeah. to get things going. Right. Um, hardest pills. Not everything will happen according to plan. Just because it's uh, just because something is not your fault doesn't mean it's not your responsibility. Gotcha. That's a good one. Some people just want to watch the world burn. We see that. <laughs> and some are standing with a lighter and some <laughs> fuel, too. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how fit you are. You get old and your bar- body starts to break down. It sucks. <laughs> but it's life. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say it. I know this is going to be shocking. I absolutely hate this stuff outside. I hate winter. I hate a lot of things on this planet, but I hate this the most. Shocking turn of events. When I got outside today, oh, I was already livid, furious. They came and they plowed, they blocked in my driveway. I mean, I know they got a plow, and I appreciate the work they do, and they're at it all day today, I'm sure. Your, oh, your street, your little side street was plowed? My, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Mine wasn't. I did a, and of course, I had to punch it like Burt Reynolds to get out of, like, uh, Jason Statham. Let's be more current. Yeah. 
Uh, like Jason Statham. Like Vince, uh, what's his name? Uh, from Vin the Diesel. Fast, yeah, Vin Diesel from the Fast and Furious. I, I, I had to make that as I got up the uh, the hill. Uh, I got over the moat, which was the, uh, yeah. the tough part. Yeah, is it uh, iced over? It's, it's iced over, but, I, but uh, and the drawbridge was a little... I, it was kind of launched me because right. there was a pile of snow at the end of it. So you pulled the Dukes of Hazard a little bit. Uh, again, more current. recent little Hobbs and Shaw. How about that? <laughs> um, Who's that? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> That's the, it's their Fast and Furious. Girl. Oh, is that who it is? Uh, anyway, so I, when I got up to the top of the hill, the the main road had been plowed, but they put a massive windrow, I believe it's what it's called, with, right. the, with the leftover snow at the end of it. Uh, was just it, it was just it's above the bumper, mm. and but you have to do that quick assessment as to whether or not it's going to be hard. Or right. it's right. powdery enough that you can plow through it yeah. without damaging something. But yeah. I had to go for it. I'm sure I clogged up the muffler pr- uh, pretty good with a whole lot of snow. Anyhow, yeah, I, I detest it. I, I don't know uh, how much longer I can do this. I, I live through winters. And look, this this winter has not been bad. We've been pretty blessed with some mild stuff. But it's just when it hits, it's too much. I think I'd be fine with like a little bit a few times a week. Okay. You know, instead of this big, you know, 20 centimeters out of the blue type of stuff. I think we'd be able to handle this more if it was in January. Like, the fact that we're at the end of February mm-hmm. now, uh, we're kind of done with it. We've had the ground dog tell us that there's, you know, spring coming right. soon. We've had warmer weather. Everything had melted and gone away. Yeah. We're kind of preparing ourselves for a spring, early spring. Yeah. And then to see this is kind of a last, last, I mean... Great for people who love winter and uh, and winter activities, but uh, not great uh, for uh, for those that just want to yep. be done with it all. I um, look if you love to ski, go up on top of a mountain, sit there. I don't care. You know what, if you love to snowmobile, go out in the middle of the woods. It's Brimfest this weekend at Brimacombe, and they, it's perfect for them. But you yeah, know, I, I see the people who want to get into work today probably yeah. not the best. I just I don't know why it weighs, why it gets it. Fur- it just so mad at Mother Nature. I could choke her out. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you going to go? Are you going to the Caribbean? I don't know. Somewhere Mexico? cheap. Mexico? You know, you know what I do for a living. It's right. going to be cheap. <laughs> I live on a beach somewhere. Well, certainly not in the, you know, certainly not Florida or, or any of that. I mean, it's just such a dumpster fire in the U.S. right now. And it's got to be somewhere. I, I'll go to Spain. Is Spain reasonable? Can I live in Spain? Uh, I, I I feel like that'll be expensive. Yeah, the, probably. What's the cheapest? You go to those big European countries. Haiti. I'll go live in Haiti. <laughs> that, that's fine, isn't it? There are uh, every year more and more new terms that are thrown around in your workplace. And uh, here are some new ones. Uh, rage applying. This has been a, a new term. It's when you're fed up with your job, you go home and apply to a ton of other jobs that seem better. <laughs> so you're rage applying. Okay. Um, you don't really want the new job? You just yeah, really just pissed off at the old one? That's right. Okay. Uh, copycat layoffs. This is a new term being thrown around in the workplace. The idea that layoffs are contagious. When one corporation starts canning people, other companies decide they should as well. Resentism. When you start to, uh, when you stay in a bad job... Because you don't think you have any other options, so you start to resent it more and more. Mm. I think we just do over time. Even if you've got the sweetest gig going, at some point you go, eh, this sucks. Right. What am I doing with my life? 
Yeah, I don't know if you did it as much before social media mm. as you do now. And some people, you, you might have felt that way, but you didn't really see the grass greener yeah. as much or it wasn't thrown into your face. Well, and there's two type of workers, right? I mean, there's those who have a career, something that maybe they studied for and, and had a passion for and have followed. Uh, and then there's just the gig that gets you to Friday and uh, another case of beer and uh, paying the bills and raising the family and going on vacation. And there, there's nothing wrong with with either Listen, I know a, a few guys who just had jobs their entire life, but they're my age and they are retired, mm. full pensions, right, and living uh, by a lake. <laughs> and I'm plowing through the snow. <laughs> so sometimes a career can suck too. Um, there's bare minimum Monday. It's like quiet quitting, but just at the start of the week, you skate by and let yourself ease into it slowly. Right. Well, we have mail it in Friday. I know. I was going to say, there's a lot of those days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Skip through it Thursday. Yeah. Don't want to be here Tuesday. Hump day Wednesday. Yeah. It is amazing, too. And I, I think we all do it just to justify ourselves. All of us will carry on like we're the busiest people in the world. Right. Like we've got it all on our shoulders. Meanwhile, if you really add it up in an eight-hour day, how much you were really nose to the grindstone? Didn't we have a stat recently that said, like, the average person really puts in about, like, four hours of work? Three to four hours a yeah. day is, like, the most. Yeah. It's like football. When it's all said and done, you get about 15 minutes of action. <laughs> That's right. Uh, chaotic working. It's, called, it's also called malicious compliance. It's when you break rules at work to help out a friend, for example, by giving them an employee discount or upsizing their food order for free. Okay. Sticking it to the ban. Right. The shift shock is another trendy work term in 2023. It's when you're excited about a new job, but after a few shifts, you realize, I hate this. Yeah. It's also called new hire's remorse. Yeah. Oh, I could see that for sure. Yeah. Especially if you've given up something and you've maybe like made a big move, you know that would be uh, that would be difficult. Mind you, I guess the threat of that is what holds a lot of people back way mm. too long, too, mm -hmm. right? And then you get the quiet quitters, the one who's the ones who who really want to make that move but are held back and can't, yeah, uh, or or just you know, whatever it is inside them cannot make that that separation, uh, and then will just resent. For the rest yep. of their yep. time there. Many of us walk through life with the you know, better the devil I know, right? Mm -hmm. Listen, I've heard of people, they've, they've gone uh, onto new jobs and they've moved and they've made big leaps and bounds and uh, they were promised uh, the world and then they get to the new city or town and all those promises aren't quite kept. Management says, well, we can't give you that just yet. Give us six months. Right. And that can be all really uh, disheartening. You right. Know? Um, but then again, sometimes shiny and new is, is just that. It's, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's all how you look at it. A new term for 2023 in the workplace, boomerang employees. It's when you go back to an old job because your new one didn't work out. Okay. Career cushioning. It's when you don't necessarily hate your job, but you start looking for others in case of layoffs and that type of thing. I will say, go back to the, the boomerang employee. If yeah. you are a boomerang employee, 
then that place knows they've got you by the nuts. Oh, right? yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah. Don't go back and start expecting or complaining yeah. about anything. <laughs> if oh, you yeah. come back groveling. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a guy that worked here. I had a long conversation with, with him about this because I could not believe when he told me this story, what he had done. He went to management here and told them he had another job. Okay. And he said, if, if you'll match it, at least I'll stay. They said, no, we can't match it. He still stayed. Oh. I said to him, you can never ask for dime one again. Right. They know they've got you. Yeah. Who does that? <laughs> but I think he was just fearful of the new gig. Yeah. You know? well, or, or some will go to get it just to try and get yeah. that raise, right? Yeah. Now, I know another guy who pulled the greatest uh, scam ever. He was a, a morning guy in Toronto. And in the 80s, he went to his management and said, uh, I've got an offer in Philadelphia for like, and it was stupid amounts of money for that time. You match it or I'm going. And they did. He didn't have an offer in Philadelphia. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I've never heard of this before. There's a, a couple who are facing uh, some wrath on the Internet right now. Because they uh, they run a popular uh, TikTok channel where they post videos about their kids. And uh, people are upset with them because they shared a hack they came up with to get their young son on more rides at Disney World. They essentially added lifts to his shoes to give him an extra inch or two needed to hit the height so he could get on more adult rides. They cut the tops off of some flip-flops and stuck the soles in the bottom of his shoes with Gorilla Glue. Right. Uh, some said right away, hey, you're the best parents ever, other, uh, best parents ever. Others claim it's basically child endangerment. There is a reason you can't go on rides until you're tall enough. The safety restraints aren't meant for someone that small. Or as a person in the comment section put it, they made special shoes to help their kid fly off roller coasters. Yeah, that's right. There's uh, been so much backlash. They posted a follow-up video defending themselves and revealed... Their son is actually tall enough for the rides, even in normal shoes. He measured, uh, the dad measured him on camera to prove it. So it turns out what they did, uh, they only did to go viral. He actually didn't need the lifts. Right. So what they're saying is they weren't endangering their child. They're just showing other people how to endanger theirs. Right. That's right. <laughs> We're fine. That's right. <laughs> We're not doing anything wrong. And, and here's the thing that we no longer can do in life. Wait. That's we true. can't wait for anything. There are rules in place. And as the one commenter said, those restraints aren't going to keep your kid in. I right. know you've decided that your kid needs to go on that ride now, but sorry, they're going to wait a few years. Mm -hmm. It's like the parents who haul their kids to Disney World when they're still a fetus. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I know you did. But just to say that I did. Now when they ask, I was like, no, we've already been there. Yeah. What was the purpose in that? To uh, take them so young. To, well, we were there. Oh, so we're like, okay. all, right. all right. You were already in Florida. We were in you Florida. Go, yeah, we didn't go there. to, no, we didn't stay Disney. at Disney and do all that. No. We're in Florida, so we're like, let's go. One it's, day. It's one of those things. It's like in this country getting your kids to play hockey, your sons to play hockey, your daughters uh, not to the same level, but it's Disney and hockey. And if you don't do one or both, you failed as a parent. <laughs> I did the hockey. We never did the Disney. Right. I could never afford it. Um, and it never, it was never even something that came up with our boys. Now, I have said 
that if we ever had grandchildren one day and they got to a certain age, maybe we'd do Disney then. That that might be fun. But uh, yeah, I like, and even as I was a kid, I remember like all of my friends going to Disney at some point, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, it just seemed like it was just, it's a rite of passage. It's something parents have to do or, or feel like they have to do. Yeah, and I've, I mean, having been there, I mean, the kids were, were young. Disney, if you want pure rides, like roller coasters, mm. you're not going to Disney. Mm. Um, but there are, you know, Six Flags and other destinations you're no. probably looking more towards going to. Um there is that stigma about Disney that it's like the the wonderful magical kingdom for right. families. Uh, yes and no, it was all right. It was just it was just busy. But we got a Wonderland just down the road. Well, that's what I was going to say. A, heck of a lot cheaper, yeah. and, and to be honest, the rides are better. Take him to take him to Wonderland. It's right up the highway. You don't have to go all the way to Florida. Actually, there's a guy who uh, set a record at Disneyland. He went two hundred. Uh, no, sorry, he went two thousand. 995 days in a row. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, he set some record for that. Well, there's all this humble bragging that goes along with it, too, right? Where it's, it's you know, it's the thing to do. You you stayed there on the resort. You're chopping ten to $15,000 yep. to put your family there for a week. And I understand there's no beer garden in there. None? Not in Disney World. Maybe in the hotels and the resorts. Yeah, I think so. But I don't think you're allowed to walk around the park with a beer in your hand. I don't know. I can't go. <laughs> Actually, we went once. I, I went with a, a charity where we took these uh, these kids who had never even been to a movie theater. I mean, they just came from really, you know, uh, poor backgrounds, mm-hmm. uh, low-income families and all sorts of different uh, terrible family situations. And we uh, basically, the Air Canada teamed up with this charity and we had a Mickey and a Minnie uh, Air Canada flight, two of them. And uh, we... Uh, Stayed in a hotel near the airport overnight, flew out of Toronto in the morning, flew to Disney, spent the whole day in Disney with these kids, and then flew back that night. You sound like the worst chaperone possible to be part of this thing. It was thing. one of the great things. So it was me and my co-host at the time. He he had to stay in the room with the kids, and I got my own room. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't like children. I just went because it's a free trip to Disney. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.